SAFM, leading the conversation. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. On SAFM. I'll tell you a very brief story. We met with Professor Nduli last year in the Northern Cape specifically, and we were supposed to have met the night before, but as these things happen, there was a mix-up between his flight and landing in Cape Town and the shuttle from Cape Town International all the way through to Uppington. We met, of course, the following day when that ship had sailed. So we made very sure that we would have him back on the show, but only this time we made sure he stays at home with the hope that technology works with us. Good evening, Prof. Nduli. How are you? Good evening. It's a pleasure to see you again. Excellent. Good to mm-hmm. be here. And we trust that COVID and the lockdown and everything associated with that generally has kept you relatively unscathed. It has kept me relatively uh, unscathed so that uh, you have my 100 uh, you know, percent uh, attention I would like to, uh, uh, you know, greet the listeners and introduce myself, if you agree. Certainly. Please do. Talk to us about the young man who was born in Springs, the one who loved art but got involved into politics. I mean, the two couldn't be more apart. Spending a year in solitary confinement, facing death row in Swaziland, and then you in the UK in 1978, in the very volatile 70s, to working for massive organizations, Amnesty International, you're returning to the country in 94, and then you find yourself back where your true passion is, fine arts at Wits University. You've lived quite the life. I am an African caressed by African winds, trade and anti-trade, washed by her many rivers, pure and impure, endurance tested by the rugged edges of Mount Kilimanjaro and Lukashamba. Within the retina of my eyes, in the midst of sandstorms, I carry a clear vision of Africa's rebirth. I swear by every grain of sand in the Sahel and in the Halakhadi. I tasted the fragrance of dawn in Nyanga, Langa, Kukuletu, in Soweto and in Shavid, in my mother's womb. I was a neighbor to a bullet, and today I taste the fruit of freedom in my land. Yes, this being Heritage Month, I celebrate also the languages of my people. I'm sure that is what's happening in every South African living room 
by every office for those who are in the offices. Those who are driving cars are probably hooting their cars right now for so beautiful that was. You captured the very essence of who you are, the very essence of our listenership. You spoke the languages that matter. And I'm not going to ask you any further questions. What drives you? What keeps you alive? What keeps you awake? You're a sculpture. What informs your art? What informs your writings, what informs your poetry, your gift of language, and how effectively you've used it, unprompted even, in these last two minutes? Yes, before I answer that question, I don't want to separate South Africans, others thinking that I choose their languages and I leave their their languages. King George Children of Timbanyika, father of Velelambeu, who picoto uyando who, who carried the breath of Chivase, of Rabura, of Umpofu, of, Nele, of Nelenguta. Yes, I salute you. Nina, Bedrof. Nina baga vezu no nyadum kabatelo wa kabateli kunjaga bulawayo. It is these languages that informed my poetry. This is these languages that I use when I was faced with apartheid military industrial in the complex. Uh, when I, I lived my life uh, you know, in exile, it is these languages and what they carry that had kept me on and said, I am where I am, but I don't belong here. I know where I belong. I must strive every by every nerve and sinew to return to my country. I've faced all of those kind of challenges because I am who I am. I won't lie and say I'm in control of this because you have just taken it to a completely different level, far more beautiful than even my wildest imagination could have thought, simply because all of what is happening now is the true Pitikanduli speaking. You speak of your experiences, what informs your thinking, and what is your life's purpose. How then do I, as a mere radio host of 36 years young in terms of time on this earth, begin to engage that when half of your story isn't what... I can even imagine. So, between now and half past, ladies and gentlemen, please give us a call. 0891-104-207. Engage all of that. Engage all of that. Umlimi, when uh, on, our fa- on our Twitter platform says, what a guest you have there. This is breathtaking. Of course it is breathtaking. And I cannot do anything more than that, Mr. Tabani. So, for those of you who are listening at home, want to engage this critical piece of South African history before it is a critical piece of art and a medley of all of those things that Piti Kantuli is. He's on the line taking your calls. Of course, in about 10 minutes from now, he will be doing what has become institution on Tuesdays and taking over with a guest that he shall introduce. But I will ask a couple of questions in relation to heritage because I think this is an opportunity time for us to speak about that and next week and we will continue this until the end of the month have we as a South African done enough as a South African community African at large really done enough to export the essence of who we are 
our languages, why are they not used globally? Our foods, why are they not consumed globally? Our colors that we don with so much pride, why are we not exporting these materials, be it Shreshwe, be it Kente, be it Imibato? Why do we not find Africa expressed outside the African continent and yet so much foreign influence is found on the continent? Babanduli. Uh, an Italian uh, you know, thinker called uh, Antonio Gramsci said there are two things. Colonialism will come by coercion, by force, uh, to, to control, to take your land and take everything. Then the second stage is what you call hegemony, where they teach you their culture, they teach you their history, they teach you their philosophy. They teach you everything that is them and not you. They make you to deny your sense of uh, who you are to a point where you actually, uh, without even thinking, believe that uh, uh, you are white because you speak you 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 speak English. You put it differently. We were colonized and we decolonized, but what remained was what we call coloniality, a template uh, uh, of oppression that stays inside uh, uh, in, in, in your head. Right now, so. We are saying, let us destroy apartheid and, and colonial uh, 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 you know, you know, statues. Have you had any one of those people who are saying that, saying what they are to be replaced with? No, mm. it doesn't. Mm. We as African people have lost the sense of, uh, of who we are. Therefore, we cannot know which direction we have to go. We are plagued by an education which is an Oxbridge, you know, education. We have just become mere photocopies of what uh, other epistemologies or educational, uh, you know, systems, uh, 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 you know, are. Our children, uh, as becomes gift. Florence, Bali becomes, uh, you know, Florence. So practically everything that is ours, we have a tendency to chuck it out and embrace that which is not us. I'd love the thoughts of Florence on the line. I'd love the thoughts of Gift of the line. I'd love the thoughts of those persons whose surnames were originally Mtimkulu, but it was expedient for them during the times to be Khrodbom. I'd like Khrodbom. those persons whose surnames were Bomvu, but because it was expedient at the time, they became Roy. To call us on the line 891 Let's engage. This is not designed to offend. We want to get your voices behind your names, your experiences, and even give us your story as to why that was necessary for the generation or two before you to do that. This is at all not designed to vilify, but rather to own up to our past so that collectively when we take down these statues that when we see are offensive to us, we just don't take down the statues and have nothing to replace them with. Callers on the line, Sipo in KZN. Let's also go to Tango in Peter Maritzburg. Sipo, good evening. Sipo, good evening. Seems like we have lost Sipo. Let me just go on through to Tango, please, in Peter Maritzburg. Tango, are you there? Hola, Sangeto. Hola, how are you, my brother? Well, thank you. How are you, Tango? I like Matt. Excellent. You know, I'm, 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 I, I have some, some talent in poetry, right? And I can almost take any name and rhyme it, or anything that, uh, even uh, uh, examples of statues or anything. I just have to tell them that I could, I could rhyme it and uh, deeper into poetry, you understand? Now, Go if I want to continue, maybe 
um, exposing my talent as such. How, who do you get in contact with? Because there's so less people around that even would uh, appreciate them. No. The SAFM family does appreciate that. My guest is nodding his head, and I am inviting you to go to town. I'm giving you two minutes. Give us a poem that best resonates with this particular segment for you right now. Tango in Peter Maritzburg. South Africans, listen up. We have an artist in the mold and making of Ndatenduli. Can you believe it? He's gone. <laughs> let's go to let's go to Seapoint Kazadin. Seapoint Kazadin, are you there? Thank you. Indeed. Good evening, Sipo. Sorry about that. Your thoughts, please. Good evening to you and to Prof. Mm. What a pleasure to listen to a true African. Absolutely. In your radio station. Prof, I have two questions, two quick questions Mm -hmm. for you. Uh, 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 Number one, how can we regain a true African pride as African people, as black people, before we asked for financial reparation from the people who colonized us for so long. Question two, how are we expected to be truly liberated when we are supposed to, are expected to be worshipping colonial borders that divide us every day? Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. Short and sweet. Prof, critical questions because these are being discussed at a political level, at times possibly irresponsibly, but nonetheless, these are conversations that are happening in people's dining rooms. Why do we get that sense of pride as Africans and at the same time we don't have that sense of owning up to our colonial past? Reparations have not been paid. Second question, clear as daylight. Liberation, colonial borders. Yeah, what we have actually done, we have actually betrayed the forerunners of our, of our liberation. The W.E.B. Du Boises, the Marcus Gavis, the Kwame Nkrumahs, and the Nyereres. We have, uh, we have betrayed you know, those people. Those people were calling for reparation. The number of African people that were taken to go and produce wealth that has made America today to be as powerful as it is without those reparations uh, are not. And the, the main reparation that we really want is a reparation of the land, the very land question. When we are angry with you, when I grew up in the township, we will say, I saw you just shut up when I'm when." And when I said, that means you are nothing. Absolutely. You've got absolutely nothing. So the issue of liberation and the issue of the land are so central uh, uh, to it. Because if we are not actually careful, uh, Americans and the Chinese and everybody will buy every piece of land until in the end we realize we don't actually have uh, uh, that land. So Sipo's concern is heavy. And also the issue of the borders. Uh, the original African leaders, the Kwame Nkrumah, the Sikotures, wanted a, a free Africa, Cape to Cairo, Morocco to Malagasy, with one or two languages, with an African high command, so in, in, in order to intervene when there's a problem uh, in, in the country, to come with our own economic uh, uh, you know, systems, not to have nation states like Zambia, Ethiopia, but to have one Africa, a civilizational stage, just exactly as the Chinese have done. The Chinese have got so many, many people of different ethnic groupings that they actually have. But what they did, they said the foreground that they put ahead is ancestors, reparations, 
correcting the old monuments and statues that had been there 10,000 years ago in order to build a nation that they are building right now and it's becoming far much more powerful because they locked themselves uh, you know, behind their own borders in order to raise their economies, their education before they dealt with us. Same as the, uh, uh, the Japanese who said uh, Western technology but Japanese spirit. So we as Africans, we are not going to say African spirit. We are going to take anybody else's spirit, even those spirits that are opposed to us. This is deep, guys. Oh eight nine one one zero four two zero seven. Do we have Lita in Mafikeng? Lita, good evening. Uh, Indeed. Uh, good evening. You know, I'm I'm in Mafikeng. Uh, I'm from Eastern Cape. At Fomo. Uh, oh, that's almost uh, a Yes, sir. No, today I just I just want to comment. I just want to compliment you uh, during this three month. Uh, just to invite Africans to talk about Africanism and for us to understand who we are. Because uh, every time we are, some years mm. every time we are talking, we want to make. Ourselves, if we are Europeans, like we are not. We don't talk about African Africanism. Uh, I, I, I've got nothing to say today. Just to say thank you to teach us and our younger brothers, because I might be older, about fifty years now. But uh, what is important? Let's continue teaching Absolutely. our, our Africanism. Thank you, sir. To thank know, you so much. For us to know what we are. That's all. But Lita, we thoroughly do appreciate that. And I'd, as much as I'd love to take the credit, it has to be due to the producers who think of these things very creatively. For sure, we fight. But if this is the product, all the fighting is very much worth it. Ndadenduli, on that point that Lita has raised, our Africanness is important and we need to keep instilling it because you mentioned that there is a lacuna, there's a void. There isn't the sense of ownership in terms of who we are. I want to ask something which I think is equally part of the questions we ought to be answering among ourselves. There is somebody who is of Africans' origin listening to the show and somebody who's of English origin listening to the show and yet they identify as South Africans, they identify as Africans. Every now and then perhaps they might ask this question am i part of this african agenda or this pro-african agenda given my history as a white person in this country of english and africans origin where then do i fit in the tapestry that is the south african fabric how best would you settle that person's concern i would settle that uh, person's concern with the word of the redoubtable robert mangaliso sobukwe who makes a very clear-cut distinction between being an African and being an Africanist. An African, anybody born and bred in Africa is an African. My cousin is an African, but when he speaks to me, he says, hey, man, the man way back in America, man, think, hey, going to be like that, man, shit, man, baby. <laughs> that's what he's going to, that's what he's going to, you know, say in utter. Hmm. And yet, you have a lot of white people who, when they speak to you, they speak to you, you know, in this language. Now that you have mentioned the Africaners, maybe I should greet them. Sure. And say, 
Mi hart verlang na die stelte van die weie wevende veld, ver van die stad geleerde me die klank en het lang van geld. Mi hart verlang na die vrije reemte van my siel en woord en verstaan, ek sien nog die son op die veld en die eeuwige daarboe. Mi hart skiet vol van heemwe en my drome seng en my ooie. We all belong here whether we want it or not. You are Afrikaner, you are Jew, you are colored, we are biracial, you are whatever else it is. If you commit yourself to Africa, commit yourself to South Africa and Africa in a program, then you are in Africa. Africanness is not uh, any label of color. It is a very human thing. That's what, again, Ubuntu you know, teaches us. You are because I am, I am because you are you. Once you grasp that, if you are white and you doubt that you are in here, go back to Europe. Let's take a break because I, I, I'm, I'm inclined to believe that if I don't do so now, there might not be an opportunity for you to take over with your guests. Ladies and gentlemen, that has been Professor Piti Kantuli. He's with us until 9.30. Please do participate, 0891104207. After the break, he will be speaking to a guest of his choice. Please listen. This guest punches very high.